Welcome to Politics well, and Right. My name is Egberto Willis, your host. Good morning, Houston. Good morning, Harris County. Good morning, Texas. Good morning, United States of America. And of course, good morning to the world. How's everybody doing? I trust your day is going great. And you know what? I know your day will go great if you allow it to do so. If you make sure that you take command and make sure your day it's great. Anyway, good morning, control room. El Senor Jack Van Bever and Howard Reynolds. How are my two favorite geniuses doing this morning? Well, now, now, how did Jack get top billing over me? That well, you know, well, let me, t- let me tell you why, <laughs> what happened there. The, the, the problem is I was about to call you Harold. And as I was about to commute from Harold to Howard, I, I couldn't let the audience hear that. A 50 millisecond gap or something like that so well, but you know what i also love jack man that's you know egberto that's okay i've been called a lot worse than that and sometimes uh, i deserve it I but just know. sometimes i don't know why <laughs> would they call somebody like you anything bad i mean you keep the airwaves of houston with choices the right kind of choices brother well i don't know i mean like I said, sometimes I've deserved it. So let's get out of here and uh, go to the wisdom of Jack this morning. He's got some wisdom written down for us. Good morning, Egberto. Good morning, Jack. How are you doing this morning, my dear brother? I'm good. I'm good. I call this one <clears throat> speaking with forked tongue. Oh, there has been a corporate takeover emanating from a corporate alliance between big business the conservative faction of the Republican Party. This constitutes the fascism in politics and political processes. The Fed is co-opted by Friedman economic system that favors the rich and steals value from the workers. A Supreme Court co-opted by all that free speech, corporate personhood money. Man, they're really starting to tighten the thumbscrews on the people. My read is they're feeling it. Why the vicious policies at the border for cheap labor? Why the strong arm tactics on education? The corporation doesn't want smart people who think independently. They want automatons like AI will bring. Why no compassion for the people from the right wing political machine? Cause they speak with corporate tongue. Those rats. <laughs> <laughs> Those rats. But you know what? I Thanks. I just I just got it. The split tongue, the forked tongue is now the corporate tongue. I like your analogy, sir. I like your analogy. You. And you know what? It was in full display yesterday at the judiciary hearing. For anybody who gets a chance to see what the judiciary hearing uh, was like, go to C-SPAN and check it out. But anyhow, um, uh, thank you, guys. Uh, today we are honored. Once again, it's Thursday. Neil Aquino from the Houston. Uh, what is it again? Come on, Neil. Houston Democracy Project. We want to uh, inspire, strengthen, and organize pro-democracy coalitions in Houston and Harris County. NeilAquino.com, or you can Google Houston Democracy Project. You'll find it. it. It's a, such an important thing that uh, that we we Neil is one of the uh, Houston is a town 
a city, a major city with great activists. And, you know, I've been honored to know Neil for quite a few years and watch Neil not just talk about activism, but be a part of the activist community in Houston, something that we need. All the people that call in, it's something that I constantly tell us, we have to we have to be there, we have to activate, no matter what part we play, whether it's one hour a week, one day a week, or like Neil, myself and others, seven days a week. It doesn't really matter. Whatever you can give is what our democracy requires. Anyway, Neil, thank you so kindly for being here on and Politics Done Right. Yesterday, we had another great activist, Daniel Cohen, and there are so many more in um, in Houston that over time, we're going to make sure that, the, that, that we get the coverage that many deserve, but that our supposedly mainstream media forgets to cover, and it's one of the reasons people are kept as confused as they are. Yesterday, as I watched the, um, I was doing three things at the same time, three screens on at the same time, and I was watching the um, uh, judiciary hearing, and like you and I were speaking offline before, Neil, I find it astounding that grown people, in the past it used to, you could say grown men, but now even the Republican women at and one a neoliberal uh, Democrat in cinema, so women have joined the fold as well. I find it astounding how they can lie to people who trust them as they do. Right. It's scary. Right. And, and, and you listen to some of the callers that we get, generally speaking, callers on the conservative side. And, and this is not to say that uh, progressives can't be misled as well, right? But to watch how... Oh, no. Yeah. convincing uh, they are. And I learned something from you today from the book that you're reading on Russia that apparently the same playbook. Well, tell me a little bit about it. You do the talking here. Oh, I've been, well, I've been reading a book called The, uh, the Future is History, How Totalitarianism uh, Claimed Russia. And it was the National Book Award winner a few years ago. So it's uh, and it's an account of um basically about 1990 to 2015 of uh, Russia, the end of the Soviet Union of Russia. And um, one of the things I, in the, in the book around 2008, 2009, whatever the years were, um, they started calling everyone pedophiles. Just It's just like here. Um, they started saying that everyone whom was on the opposite side of whatever issue was corrupting the children, didn't care about the children. You were part of the pro-pedophile. And of course, once you call someone uh, one of the worst crimes that there is, you re- you're entitled to do anything to them. Um, right. So you you see this uh, you see this playbook um, uh, in other places uh, headed headed well already here already here and then and then what it leads to of course is the book banning and there was just a story recently about 15 books in Katie ISD banned and ninety three thousand dollars of books taxpayers paid for uh, boxed up. In Katie, uh, so the, these are the these are the local implications of of these of these right wing campaigns. It it is amazing. Well, folks, today let me go tell talk about what the program is titled today and what we're going to talk about. Uh, folks, the title of the program today is analysis of Harris County, DA Kimog, and others, 
and embarrassing Garland Judiciary hearing. Now, these two topics take on take on a whole bunch. I hope to hear from our great audience as well. Please remember the telephone number is 713-526-5738. You can reach us, remember, at, on the dials at KPFT 90.1 FM. Just turn that dial to 90.1 FM and you reach us. You can also use the TuneIn app on your Android or Apple phone. TuneIn can be gotten at the Apple Store or the Android Store, the Play Store, I think it's actually called under Google. You can also go to kpft.org, kpft.org, and go ahead and listen from the website. But, you know, if you're at the website, remember, you can also click that donate button. If you're at the website and say, you know, I have some extra ducats and I love the information, the truth that's coming out of KPFT 90.1 FM, go to kpft.org to listen and donate if you want to. You can watch us live. You get a chance to see Neil and I side by side at KP. At facebook.com slash kpft houston facebook.com slash kpft houston or you can watch us on youtube by simply going to politicsdoneright.tv politicsdoneright.tv so folks we are streaming all over the place all over the world uh by the way if we don't get to the some of the subjects that we have in the newsletter uh, you can just go directly to the newsletter at politicsdoneright.com slash newsletter again that is politicsdoneright.com right.com slash newsletter. I have all the links to the videos that if I don't show it today during the show, you can actually go and see what we're talking about. Uh, there are three great videos out there that uh, I think you'll want to see. Uh, again, call us at don't wait till the end of the show. Call us at 713-526-5738. It seems like we already have a call. So let's go ahead. Our audience, take, preem uh, pre take preeminence. Come on in, Ray. Buenos días, Buenos días, mi hermano Ray. How are you doing, my dear brother? All right, and I also want to say a special good morning to my brother Neil Aquino. Aquino, I usually get it wrong. I get it Aquino, wrong. So Aquino. Aquino, forgive me, Aquino. You know, I I I'm soy Latino, so I, in Spanish it's Aquino, brother. But you know, it's Aquino. No, that's okay. They're not as long as they're saying my name some way. <laughs> okay, yeah, it's all good to me. Yep. All right, come all on right. in, Ray. Brother Neil. Yeah. So, um, actually, I want to uh, give space. Thank you for having brother daniel on i i miss being out there with y'all uh actually i had the pleasure of sharing space with you and daniel uh at yes. the same time and, and uh that those were fine memories of, of our activism as we were you know being a thorn in the side of of you know the likes of ted cruz and people of his ilk you know and um you know just the fact that you know we're still here doing this work you know it's you know it's necessary work but um I appreciate seeing people like Neil, you know, that, you know, go out and do those same actions. And, you know, it's the consistency because, you know, they don't want to see us, but, you know, they're going to see us eventually. And uh, I just want to give Neil that. And then secondly, it's um, very kind. Thank you. Yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. I will be. You will see me again, Neil. I, I, I do. The work that I can do in Texas organizing project, that's my favorite organization. So that's great. Uh, heavily involved there. And uh, so we'll be sharing spaces soon. 
But um, on this Kim Ogg thing, uh, speaking of uh, the work that I did, I, I recall, you know, hearing about some of the practices she did. And as I recall, she had a contender uh, in 2020, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, she and did. It was uh, actually a Bernie Sanders endorsed candidate, but yet somehow she was able to, to garner enough support uh, through the establishment in Harris County to, to gain reelection. And it's like, you know, there's kind of a place where progressives kind of are on the fence as to do you support, you know, uh, well, I know from a strategic standpoint, some of the organizations I know it's, it's like, basically, do you support the opposition to Kim Og and basically, you know, get her, you know, to be on, to basically then get on her it list, if you know what I mean, or do you, you know, step back, you know, see if, you know, there's a formidable candidate, you know, that might be, you know, worse than her on the Republican side and then jump in, you know, it's kind of. No, no, you, I, I, I think you, you know? I think in a lot of ways, Ray, uh, you nailed it because what happens is the DA is one of the most powerful positions in the county. And if you go against the the the, the current running DA, uh, who is well established, and the current running DA wins, uh, they find they can find ways to come after you. And in fact, if you read the article in the Chronicle, that uh, I I think I posted it to my Twitter feed, and I, and uh, uh, you see that that is the fear of a lot of folks uh, opposing. If you go and you don't if you don't get the tiger. The tiger come gets you right, and um, and 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 that's a concern of many. Well, uh, uh, John, I mean, uh, Tier, the Sean Tier decided to run against her this time, and he actually worked for her, so he know where a whole lot of the skeletons, if you will, are buried, and uh, he's going to be a formidable opponent. He's a very well financed opponent uh, this time around. A lot of people are concerned that. Uh, one of the things, well, I'll I'll leave this to Neil to uh, tell what's many of the concerns of uh, that people have with Kimog, Neil. Well, I mean, um, a, a concern you can certainly have that the the story in the Chronicle highlights um, a pattern of politically motivated charges, all at Democrats. Now, obviously, if, if a Democrat commits a crime, they should be charged, but a, a pattern of seemingly retribution uh, against Democratic. Um, uh, officials and imagine imagine um kim august da uh lawless ken paxton as a, a, a state attorney general and a trump justice department uh, we'd be um we'd be in a lousy uh, a lousy place and i also wanted the, the progressive challenger from 2020 was mentioned uh that was audia jones and we talked about her husband here a week or two ago this judge deshaun jones who uh, the sheriff's deputies union is calling for his removal. Uh, he won election. So, you know, um, uh, Audio Jones lost the election. So it rolls. But uh, even even when these progressive uh, champions win the election, uh, they come at them uh, relentlessly still. And that's part of the potter, p- pattern with Og, um, where she hasn't liked some of Rodney Ellis's and uh, bail reform and some of the progressive policies. So it's all part of a pattern of even after we win the election, fair and square, they don't stop coming. And it sure, certainly shouldn't be from our side of the aisle. 
Well, it, it is uh, uh, it, it is interesting uh, that w- what you find is uh, well, Ray. Do you want to answer that first before I make my commentary? Yeah, well, I mean, basically, it's kind of like the situation with the president of the United States. It's like as much as you would want a progressive calendar, it might be a strategically bad move in the long run to do so. And in this particular instance, because you have the wrath of the DA's office possibly coming at you. But, you know, it takes a lot of grit and and bravery, I feel, to, to challenge that position. So. You know, I, 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 I tell you something, Ray, that, that, that I've been, you know, I, I, I take a lot of the time, that position that you take for a long time, you know, I've been telling folks sometimes, sometimes you have, welcome aboard Alistair Waters. Uh, sometimes I would say um, you have to vote for the better of two evils and, and understand, let, let me make a categorical statement here. Because I am the host of the show, so I, I have to show some sort of a of, of a balance here. But let me just say this: I um I am in support of whatever our listeners need, and that's a statement of fact. And if it is that somebody of some other party was actually what's best for what many of us not discern as best, but can qualifiably say is best. That is how we would speak. That's a tonality we would take. Um, it, it be, I don't like triangulation. And it seems to me one of the things a DA can do is show Republicans, I am willing to go after uh Democrats. Let's give an example. Uh, uh, Kim Ogg went against Rodney Ellis. She went against uh, uh, our, our uh, Hidalgo. She went against several others. And here's the other thing. There was not a charge on any one of them. Remember, you go after all these officials purporting or uh, claiming that they did they've done something and of all those attacks of all those in not indictments but putting them under well yeah and some indictments no zero zero as the wise guys say bupkis (laughs) okay right so what i'm saying is when you have that kind of a record when you go after uh, Democrats, it, it only shows one thing. You're likely trying to uh, do exactly what we speak about, known as strangulation. Folks, give us a call at 713-526-5738. Again, that number is 713-526-5738. Anything else you want to uh, tell us, uh, Neil, before uh, Neil goes in, before Neil goes into what he wants to talk about? I meant Ray, uh, before Neil uh, comes back. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, uh, Neil, just keep on fighting a good fight, my brother. Make sure you stay hydrated out there. You know, we, you know it's a long summer in Texas, and um, we got to uh, keep our elected officials accountable. So that's what we do. Thank you, my brother. You have a great day. Anyway, Neil, uh, so what you wanted to talk about today is an important feature. There are, uh, and when I talk about triangulation, that's exactly what I see happening. I think you're, you're talking about some, uh, there, there are democratic races where 
first of all, every every party has a particular rule that they sign. That is that you know uh, your support is supposed to be for those that are running in in your party line, whether you're Republican or Democrat. That is the thing that uh, you pretty much sign up for when you're officials in these parties. I think you're telling me something interesting is happening with some of the leaders within the Democratic Party. Right. So 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 a few points there. Um and, and with your point to triangulation, Og was elected as a progressive. That's that's the thing. She she told the public one thing and then and then has acted as another. But you she was able to win as a progressive and hasn't followed through on that. So it's doubly disappointing. And we've we've been talking about some um, in addition to Og, um, some Houston City Council members and candidates who have been showing up for um, Dave Martin for city controller. So Dave Martin is a um, Republican running for city controller. And the reason we talk about these things is not not necessarily the bipartisan. The bipartisanship itself isn't um, isn't the sin in a healthy system. Uh, maybe we, we would have we would have this bipartisanship. But what we have is and and. Uh, Mayor Turner, Councilman David Robinson, Councilwoman Sally Alcorn, who's running for re-election, um, have appeared at a fundraiser for uh, current Councilman Dave Martin, who's running for controller. And the point that I'm making is before you show up for that Republican, did you ask that Republican to step away from the party's viewpoints of election denial, not accepting Harris County election results, and support for a, uh, a apparent Trump second term, connecting the local um, with the national. So I you know I don't know what Dave Martin's views are personally. I've I've heard you know privately he criticizes Trump, but who cares? Um, he needs to publicly distance himself and pressure the Republican Party to step away from these things and the Democrats that we support. So you referenced oaths that people take, and I think you may be referring to our precinct chairs. Um, precinct Harris County Democratic precinct chairs are supposed to be aligned to the party. And there was a month, a quarterly precinct chair meeting of the Harris County Democratic Party a couple of weeks ago. And Sally Alcorn spoke and thanked all the precinct chairs. I think she was in a runoff against a Republican in 2019 and said, thank you. Well, that's an odd way of saying thank you, then appearing at a Republican Party um, fundraiser. And, 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 and to get the, it isn't, it isn't just religious. We've been criticizing Democrats here consistently on this show. We've criticized Kim Og um, in today's broadcast. So we're not, we're not adherents of, of one party religiously or, or without question. But the question is, can you at least show up for democracy? It's a pretty low bar. And, and we have elected officials who we volunteer for in these kind of exploitive labor models where we volunteer and consultants and the money flows. Um, and then they're not here for us, even at the lowest levels. That, that, is, that, is, that is so true. Now, it is important to, to note this. Um, when you state, stated that uh, we, we, make, we go, as I said in the beginning of the program, we make sure to tell people as things are, if the show is a is a decidedly progressive show, but again, it's a show that that wants to do right by every single American, irrespective of their ideology. It turns out that currently that that which does best for the average American citizen are progressive values. When you ask people what are the things that they want, it turns out that it is whether they're Republican, Democrat or otherwise. Guess what? 
they want the things that progressives say they want to offer. So what it is our job to do is not to allow politicians to come on air or elsewhere and tell you, I support these values. Uh, this is what I'm going to do for you. And then uh, when they're in office, they don't do what they're, they claim they're going right. to do. And, and I think, in effect, you're alluding to all – Harris County is a blue city because people are voting for the things that they, that, that they believe in, the things that make the city right. better. We can't have politicians who cater to that but do otherwise. And I think that is what we're driving at. I know – by the way, I know Martin personally as well. He was my council person. He's a council person for both Kingwood and Clear Lake, yeah. right? Yeah. connected by that small canal. How can Kingwood and right, Clear Lake right, be right. represented by the same person, right? And I, I tell you, um, I won't I can't go into off the record discussions that we've had, of course, but uh I can tell you Martin is a nice guy. But right. and not only that, Martin cares about people. Will I ever vote for Martin? Personally, no. Why? Because you you said it perfectly. If you if you are of a party and you that is doing ill to the American people, to your constituents, and you don't come out verbally, you don't come out in front of the world and say, I am sorry, I am a Republican, but my party has gone bat you know what crazy. And I, you know, I'm not asking anybody to change their party. What I'm saying is irrespective of the party that you represent, make sure to do no harm to your constituency. And to put it bluntly, you better be doing good what your constituency is asking for. Folks, 713-526-5738. Again, that number is 713-526-5738. Please do not wait until the end of the program to call. I ask you, I implore you, because when you come on and whatever it is that you have to say, I want to give you the time for you to say it. 713-526. I want to hear it. Absolutely. 713-526-5738. You know, uh, yesterday I'm going to play a, a very short piece, very short, about a minute long of something that happened at the Judiciary Committee yesterday that I would hope all politicians would do whenever they get the opportunity to point out when somebody has done something wrong, I hope they would. So what I want to do, Neil, is I want to go ahead and play this and then we'll take it on the other side. At the Merrick Garland Judiciary hearing, Democratic Representative Eric Swalwick did the right thing. He embarrassed Jim Jordan. But again, Jim Jordan cannot be embarrassed. He thanked Merrick Garland for showing up for a sham hearing. And he said, you are doing something that even our chair of the Judiciary Committee, Jim Jordan, wouldn't do. Check this out. Thank you, Mr. Attorney General. Thank you for coming and doing something that the chairman is unwilling to do. Testify to Congress. Yield back. Gentleman yields back. The chair now recognizes the gentleman from Wisconsin. And as you can see, Jim Jordan didn't even reference it because he knew what the reality was. First of all, 
the hearing is a sham. Secondly, he's asking those to participate in a judiciary hearing that he was unwilling to do because, of course, we all know these are Trump sycophants and thugs who attempted to overthrow the United States government on the January 6th coup. January 6th coup attempt. So, I mean, uh, and, and I tell you what, Swalwell went even deeper yesterday. And, uh, you know, when I when I saw how he used the opportunity to remind uh, to remind Jim Jordan and others of the hypocrisy as they tried to overturn this country's government. That is what you have to do. Kim Og and others, as opposed to appeasing to thugs, as opposed, you know, it, it's amazing. Uh, Kim Og would like to uh, I give a hard time to, let's say, Elena Hidalgo for doing her job, for being a for do, being good at the job, for creating progressive policies that help the citizens of Harris County. And for that, she wants to attack. Why don't you attack those need who need to be attacked? Come on in, Johnny. Is Kim Ogg a Democrat or a Republican? Kim Ogg is a Democrat. <laughs> in name only, probably. Uh, which brings me to my reason I called you. You mentioned Ogg earlier. And this reminds me of something I brought up to Tom Hartman earlier this week, I believe it was. I think it's time long past that we either expand the duties and the budget of, let's say, the Congressional Budget Office, or create a parallel agency whose sole mission is to track in real time the financial uh, health and well-being of all elected officials, whether you're a state governor, a U.S. senator, a U.S. representative, or the United States president. So in other words, this agency would have authority to track the bank records, have access to the bank accounts of all these officials to see in real time what these people are doing uh, financially, transactionally. They will have on staff forensic accountants, amongst others, to make sure and to remind these officials that they are being watched financially so that they are discouraged from doing anything other than taking the government paycheck that we have authorized for them. So the idea of uh, graft and corruption, financial payments, trinkets, trips, those are all bygone. And if I think if we introduce that, if we manage somehow by a miracle to get that in place, that will be a first step to remind people like Kim Og, be a Democrat that you signed on to be, or there's the door, bye-bye. Well, let, let me just say one. Let me add a little commentary to that, because when it comes, I, I do, I don't want personally, right? I don't want, I don't necessarily want to go into every transaction a politician makes. What I'd like to do is have, I, and I, I'd like to add a corollary to what you said. And that is, we need uh, a body, a, a body that that is a private not, I don't mean private sector body. I mean a, pri a body that can keep one's privacy because I think even the politician is entitled to privacy, et cetera. Uh, I, I, I do believe they're entitled to privacy unless they break the law, right? So I, I think we need to have an organization, like you said, that is very, very close knit on the, 
on every politician's privacy and that can do exactly what you want to do so that if they get out of hand, that is made public and they also must pay a price for doing it. In other words, a, a, a politician who votes for a uh, for a, you know, let's say policies that affect drug makers, pharmaceuticals. Uh, And if it turns out that he is invested in XYZ or whatever, the public ought to know about that. Or not only the public ought to know, but things like that should be prohibited. If if you have the ability to vote on policies that affect these corporations, you shouldn't be part owner of these corporations because you're at that point, you're self-serving, right? So I, I I think we could write laws that are, effective that actually do exactly what you want to do without harming somebody's privacy because there's one other caveat there i want good people running for office uh, so good people are not going to run for office if all you know if, if they're just exposed i know i would right so go ahead johnny back a little bit i push back a little bit yes yes Okay. Uh, privacy is not the issue. Uh, I never said that we would compromise people's privacy. If you decide to go into the public sphere and serve as an elected official, you have a certain amount of understanding, you and your family, that you're going to be in the public light. So privacy is already being compromised. What I'm proposing is we, we remind them that they are in the public sphere and that they will be prosecuted at, at minimum, if they take any kind of uh, uh, corrupt, uh, any kind of bribe money or favors, because that's illegal. It's supposed to be illegal. Uh, Johnny, we're not in. I don't think. OK, we're not in disagreement. The, the only thing that I want to make sure is that, uh, you know, I mean, if, if somebody goes and buy uh, <laughs> this is going to be funny. But let's say we have some guy that likes to buy. This is going to sound terrible, but let's say a guy goes out there and buy an edible <laughs> underwear or something like that. Okay, I I think the guy's privacy should be protected on something like that, right? That that may be one of his little picadillas. That's the kind of stuff I'm talking about. Okay, again, I don't care whether he buys edible underwear or a Cadillac or an electric vehicle. That's not the issue. The forensic accountants—they're educated. They're sworn officers. Their mission, it's part of the agency they, they're employed by as civil servants, is to make sure that all elected officials are not being corrupted financially. End of story. And if they detect that, they send an advisory to that person, a written statement uh, advising what they've done, and they have 10 days or whatever to address that. And beyond that, if they don't uh, fix their fix their personal affairs, then the next step, whatever that is. All right, Mayor Johnny, I think, Mayor Johnny, I think we're in agreement, and I think Neil agrees with you. Well, I better not speak for Neil. Neil. I'd just say that, you know, it's kind of a -a whack-a-mole because there are these financial disclosure requirements, but, for example, our state, our Texas state representatives and senators are are not paid a salary, right? They're paid a per diem and some expenses, and frequently they get rich in office, Legally, right. Um, so they do all the accounts they're supposed to do, but they they are they become consultants or they open a business, um, and people go to that business because they're a state senator, because they're a state representative. And I'm not I'm not referencing anyone specifically. It's a, it's a widespread practice. So what's frustrating sometimes is um, folks get rich in office, fully compliant with the disclosure rules, and um, and you've seen this. 
Um, I, I actually think elected officials should get a raise um, sometimes, although it's a whack-a-mole because they get around whatever, you know, with the Houston Independent School District or with things where people aren't paid. Um, you right. know, there's, there's, there's been problems. There's been problems. Uh, that's not a case for the takeover of the district. Let me, let me be clear, but I wish that, I wish that they were paid. I agree. Now, anyway, uh, Johnny, I got to go to Gonzalo and then Bard. So, uh, give me a one sentence closer, brother, the mayor of politics and right. If I don't push back, if you guys noted, I mentioned U.S. Senator, U.S. Congressman, uh, state governor and the president. I didn't talk about at the state level legislators because now Johnny, I think Johnny, we are in agreement with you. Stop it. We're yeah, in we're agreement doing... with you, brother. Come on. I'm just pointing out that I'm talking about basically the national and state governors. That's it. Because Got it, brother. Once you get more detail than that, it's a logistical nightmare. This yes. Is a, a good start, I think. Thank you, my brother. Listen, let me tell you, you. everybody here is in, in, in sync with, with, with that. Gonzalo, entra, por favor, mi amigo cubano. Okay. Good morning, Humberto. Good morning, Buenos my días. brother. Como estas? Okay. Uh, muy bien. Uh, I have to disagree slightly with uh, the major of uh, politics gone right, our mm -hmm. friend Johnny. Okay. Uh, uh, my The first question that came to my mind, and I said, well, Johnny should have born in Cuba, and I should have born in this country. <laughs> what he's trying to propose is precisely what uh, uh, Cuban government does. So they are, if they go after you, they check your account, they freeze your assets, if you have some, and that's not the country we want. No, okay. Let me let me defend Johnny a bit here, Gonzalo. And if you notice, uh, when the the one thing that I did with uh, Johnny is I said, "Hey, uh, privacy for who, whichever organizations." You notice Johnny said, and if you t if you if you listen to what he said, he said we need a a separate organization that actually monitor these things, and this is just to make sure that the private sector is not corrupting the public sector which then affects all people i i and i know you have sense of siendo cubano being a cuban you have sensibilities to whenever the state does something i get it trust me i get it and that's the reason i wanted to kind of clarify on what uh johnny was talking about because i understand exactly what you're saying sir okay second thing uh I think Johnny and uh, we are all naive if we pretend that that uh, would be enforced because politicians are smart. I mean, they're not dumb. If they want money and they don't want to leave a trace, there are different ways. And, and I think, no, no, wait a minute. Though. Gonzalo, you're right, but I, I, I think, Gonzalo, let me just say one thing, however. Cruise ship, uh, vacation, and uh, right. we know that some of them has been publicly released. We all uh, listen and hear the news about uh, even the Supreme Court guy, the, right, Clarence uh, Thomas, American, uh, Analito. Uh, yes, and uh, I mean that's that's something that is unnecessary. I mean they have their own ways to get the money, no matter what. 
Now, let me just say, uh, and, and that's the reason. And by the way, first of all, I get it. They can find ways to get around it. And that is what the, the kind of organization that Johnny is talking about would, would be. It would be that organization that trying to find when they're doing that. So it would be a help organization, just like we have private organizations like Open Watch and others that attempt to that that found out what Clarence Thomas did. He just wants something a bit more official than that. But I get it, Gonzalo. Tengo más llamadas, so um, give me a one one sentence closer. Yeah, okay, I think IRS does a good job trying to trace all those uh, illicit money. So, mm -hmm. gracias, hermano. Thank you very much. I have a wonderful day. You too, my friend. All right, let's go ahead and talk to Bard. Come on in, Bard. Bard, you're on. Uh, take yourself off mute if you're on mute. Mute. All right. Uh, Bard, let's go to Jim. Hello? Jim, you're on. Um, yeah, I guess there's some things I'm not really too sure about how people feel about Kim Og. Mm -hmm. uh, when she first ran for office, she was run one of the people that was put up there that was actually backed by George Soros. Do you remember who that was? Uh, no, but you know, I, I, I don't know why people like to use George right. Soros. I don't huh? know who it was either. Yeah. I don't know who it was either. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Oh, no, but le le let me just first say this about, um, you know, uh, I, I think the amount of power that you guys give to, or not when I say you guys, but people who talk about George Soros give to George Soros, I find it astounding. You know, I'm. Wait a minute, wait a minute. I don't talk about George Soros because George Soros supposedly has given money to Kim Ong. Am I not right? I don't right. know. I, right, Neil, no, you, do you know? What the, right, the irony of, like, right, I understand what you're saying about people and Soros and, and but the, the irony is for all of the false stories about George Soros, like, uh, you know, people have told me I'm funded by George Soros and I'm, I'm, I'm ready to receive the money. Let me tell you, <laughs> um, um, uh, the irony is of all the people who got the George Soros money, it was Kim Og. So here is cron.com. For 2016, billionaire George Soros has again stepped into the Harris County DA's race with a half million dollar advertising buy on behalf of Kim Og. So, I th maybe I think maybe that's what the caller is getting to. The uh, irony of it all: all of the Soros horse that, hockey. She got the money. Is that no? Let me explain. Was that not the first year she ran? The guy yeah, 2016, that she ran yeah. this year. Who was it? I don't remember who ran against her in 2016, but uh, what Neil just said is, in fact, well, he did fund he her. He eventually did fund her, but originally he funded a guy that nobody ever heard of. The general I didn't population know that. never heard of this person. And get this. He was against gay people. So oh, really? I'm talking about the guy that ran that got the George Soros money was against gay people. Why would you want somebody in a city this big that, for that position that was against gay people? I don't understand. I I don't but want that. What was put up there. 
Yeah, right. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. But like I said, uh, again, that is I don't say talk about things that I don't know. So I, I'll just take your word for that. Well, but again, uh, that's as, what I'm, yeah, what I'm saying is I don't have all the details on that, but I do remember that race. But they came up against a person that was a conservative. Remember? I, I'm well, sorry. I really uh, don't. A very, very, just, just very quickly. As I... Go ahead, Lee. Neil, go ahead. Okay, just very quickly um, to, to try to try to quick clear it up. There was a donation, it seems, to an opponent who I've heard of, of Og in the primary in 2016. I don't know what all of his stances were. It could be he was running to the left in some, I don't, there is a name, I won't, I won't mention it because I don't know if he was, I, I don't know him to be anti-gay. Um, and, but, but in any case, getting to where Og, and, and the irony of it is also, as I read this cron.com story, the spokesperson for uh, Og in 2016 was Wayne Dalsafino, who I think was known to be there. The whole thing is screwy. The whole thing is just screwy. And and why was she hiring Wayne Dalsafino? And why doesn't he? Go ahead. One, hold on a second. Jim, one person at a time, please. So let me direct traffic here. Finish what you want to say, uh, Neil. Well, the whole, um, I don't want to interrupt the caller, but it was just the whole thing is odd. She she she's hiring Wayne Dalsafino. She's saying she's progressive. There's Soros money. She turns out to be running to the um, and not the and the issue here isn't the ideology. She can be a centrist Democrat. She can be a conservative Democrat. The uh, the the issue from the Chronicle is going after political opponents, and then and then us maybe linking that up to Paxton and a Republican Justice Department as a pattern of going after opponents. So the issue isn't even the ideology, well, although she's not the ideology, she says. And the irony of it is for all the horse hockey about Soros, that unfortunately she got the Soros money. Too, too bad he didn't spread it around to, to the rest of us. And half a million dollars in Houston is quite a, a bit of money. Go ahead, I, Jim. Let me say this. I'm not against George Soros. I'm just saying, when, if you don't understand the local politics, Stay out of it. Okay? That's what I'm saying. If you got all that money and you don't know what's going on locally, you don't need to put people up there that are going to come up against right-wing conservatives that can't win. You know oh, I see. I, under I understand where you're coming from now. You're saying that somehow money came into Houston to support the wrong candidate because that candidate happened to have been Democrat. And these persons didn't know that there are a whole lot of different kinds of folks. I, I get it, Jim. I get what you're trying to say. And and uh, if go ahead. The last person that ran against Og, who were they? They were the they were the. The uh, they were the lawyer for the police union. Remember that? Do you want to go back to that? Remember when we had uh, Johnny Holmes? When you're dead, you're dead, dead, dead. I remember Johnny Holmes very well. Oh. Absolutely, yes. Right. <laughs> very well. That's but anyway, what I'm trying to say, they, got you, Jim. They don't seem to understand what the Republicans are doing. That are it's almost as if the Democratic Party sometimes is incompetent. Well, actually, <laughs> I don't think too many people would disagree with you there. It's perfect. It's perfect. But we got to look at who can win. 
you know, and not give money to somebody that nobody ever heard of. I got it. I got it, Jim. All right, Jim, I got it. Uh, what you said is uh, makes sense. I understand where you're coming from. Now, it was a bit difficult to figure out what you're trying to say in the beginning. So my bad. I, I, I get you. Anyway, but I also say that the DA ahead, stuff Neil. is crazy, because if you remember, we went through three or four DAs. It, it's it's all very odd. The whole office has been odd for years. And August, August continued that. So uh, the. No, no, no surprise to be confused. I, I think a lot of people are baffled by it. Okay. Anyway, folks, thank you so kindly for your call, Jim. Uh, and it's, folks, give us a call. 713-526-5738. Remember, this is your show. You can change the direction of a show. If, you, if there are particular issues that you think should be covered that we're not covering, 713-526-5738. Also, do remember that if you want me to cover particular issues or you want to make a complaint about the show or if you want to give a praise to the show, give us uh, send us, drop a line at kpft at politicsandright.com, kpft at politicsandright.com. I want to go ahead and... Uh, I play a little piece by, uh, well, the phone is ringing, so I guess I won't play a little piece right now. So, um, but anyhow, Neil, I, 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 at first I misunderstood where Jim was coming from. What he's pretty much yeah. saying is if you're going to bring external money into a county or into local races, at least understand the dynamics of that race to make sure that you're making the that you're putting your money uh, where it best serves the people uh, appropriately. So I am with him all the way. Uh, seems like Harry is in. Come on in, Harry. Good morning, Roberto. Uh, how are you this morning? I am doing fine. Talk to me, Harry. What would you like to add to the okay. discussion? Okay, well, what I want to say is in the first 10 minutes of your show, when you had uh, the activist Ray and you were yes. talk, uh, talking with me and you were talking Texas politics, did you say, I thought I heard you say that sometimes you have to vote for the lesser of two evils. Did you actually say that? No, I said in the past, I always thought that I needed to vote for the lesser of two evils. And I think to some extent oh, okay. that has not served us well. So, uh, you know, I mean, look, I there. Uh, but there are there are still times, however, in as much as I said that I'm talking about, there are certain times that things are existential, however. And that still holds for things that are existential. As an example, I am not a fan of 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 Joe Biden. Uh, Joe Biden against any current Republican. Joe Biden will get my vote. That is a lesser of two evils vote in that he's not the progressive that I would have liked to have. Now, that said. Joe Biden has passed a lot of progressive policies. I thought he would never pass. Okay. I thought he would never have supported. So uh, that particular vote, I thought, was a correct vote. But again, there are instances where the right vote is to vote the lesser of both evil, even though, like I said, there are times that I've done it that I think I should not have done it personally myself. Go ahead, Harry. Okay, well, I yeah, I did that in the past, and I just decided... Uh, as I learned more about politicians and stuff that I just decided, well, I think the best thing for me to do, if I don't like either candidate, I did this in 2016. I did not like Hillary Clinton because of things she had done in the past as Senator Clinton and things she lied about. And I did not like uh, uh, Donald Trump either. So I just 
voted for the person who I felt at that time because he wasn't given a fair shot because uh, I supported Bernie. And I just wrote Bernie's name in during the general. And now, look, in, 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 uh, Harry, let me interrupt for a second. In a place like Texas, that's that in, uh, that it, that didn't hurt an election in a place like Michigan, in a place like Pennsylvania, in a place like uh, uh, these other places that makes a difference. Because here's what I tell a lot of and this is where I went. You know, I, remember, I was a Bernie. Uh, I was a Bernie uh, person and went to Philadelphia to support him as a delegate. Now, the, the thing that the thing, right. however, is this. I understand people that say that in states like Texas, not necessarily Florida, because Florida at that time was still a swing state. But in areas that are swing, our, I think our responsibility as as uh, activists uh, is to give people good right. advice. And I'm sure. Right. Yeah, I am sure. Oh, I, for some reason, we lost that. Uh, we lost Neil. I don't know what happened there. Uh, Neil, come back in. I I, I don't know why uh, you got disconnected. You may need to try back in. But here's here's the thing, uh, Harry. Uh, I think the response, yeah. if you care about people, and I you did. know that the possibility of a Trump is there that's going to materially hurt people's lives, okay? I think responsibly, I cannot tell folks, go ahead and vote the third party knowing that that could cause a problem. I'm sorry. I think my my personal humanity tells me I cannot do that. I hope you understand what I'm saying there, Harry. Let me, I gotta, let me if I could, just really briefly, go ahead. Um, you know, I, we, too often, we, we, I, I believe, you know, we should should have voted for uh, or the Democratic nominees in 2016 and, 20, and 2020, but we put the onus, you know, you, there's so much venom directed at people who are trying to navigate a tough system. And I would just point out that many of our elected Democrats in safe districts have districts that consistently have lousy turnout. And right. they, seem, they seem really content with that. And they could pool their resources and efforts and imagination and increase the turnout. So the person who says what the caller just says gets from certain segments of venom but the people in power who could really impact turnout and who could do better uh, don't. So I want to I want to make sure we always focus some of that frustration. And you weren't and, you weren't focusing frustration on the caller, but focus it up. Right. I, absolutely. Hey, Harry, um, I, I need to let you go wanted, to bring Martha in. But real quick. Yeah, I want to say this. Uh, I just believe always in voting, voting for your conscience now. I don't believe in voting for the lesser of two evils. Because if I don't like the things that they're doing, or you know, then I just can't do that. So oh, I'll just for, for them. And you I got you, brother. I got uh, you. Well, I'll, I'll ask you about that again. You said something about. I'll go back to the I got. I got to go to Martha, Harry. We only have three minutes left. Right, so I'll, thank I'll, you, my I'll brother. Have a good day. All right, come on in, Martha. Um. Hey, first he called me Moses, then he called me Martha. <laughs> I don't know. This what is your up. name? What's your name? <laughs> Good morning. Good morning. How are you guys doing? Where the, I'm doing fine. Is this Mel- what's your name, Melissa? Yes, it's Melissa. I thought I thought I recognized your voice, Melissa. Talk to me, my sister. Yeah. So, um, what I wanted to say is chime in on about the the voting. Yes, ma'am. What I believe uh, happens is, is that they gave us the two-party system right? right? Just so they can continue 
you know, on one side. If one side gives, the other side throws away. If one the other side throws away, the other side gives, right? So right. Uh, we as uh, African-Americans, they say we don't vote. But we've been gave up on a two-party system. That's what that was. So uh, two-party system don't work. We need more uh, variety I- in there. I I believe that we should have like other countries where we have a lot of different parties so that folks really have to hassle and dazzle to come to ideas. And that that gives corporations and others the fit, right, because they no longer can buy a whole block and and, and that sort of a stuff. So I I am with you there. Eric Hayes says he would like to see he likes no labels. No labels is a for a corporate force. So um, I, you know, in fact, I have a story to tell about uh, not only No Labels, I've been to conferences where No Labels was a part of, but even with an organization that, I, that I'm a part of, that, that, that it's an issue. I don't, I, 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 no Labels is not really a No Labels organization. Anything else you want to say, Martha, before we, uh, we, before we close this baby down? Uh, hear me, Martha, Melissa. <laughs> no, that was it. I just wanted to say, you know, our, our no vote is a vote. The no vote right. is a vote. Exactly. Actually, no vote is a vote. But look, thank you so kindly for calling in, my dear Melissa. And I want to throw this right back to the control room for a quick closer. We're a bit slow today. We're not as excited, but that's fine. Every now and then we get we get into those. Go ahead, uh, uh, Howard. Okay, I was going to tell you that uh, along with Harry in the 2016 election, I didn't vote for anyone. I voted against both of them by voting third party. Now, I know that that's probably throwing away my vote and I could have made a difference somewhere, but I just couldn't stand either candidate. I just thought they were the most unstomachable, vile choices ever. In Texas, it didn't matter. Everywhere. Yeah, no, in, well, Texas, in Texas, it didn't no, matter. I know. Yeah. Okay, well, here's, here's some wisdom from uh, Jack. Yeah, it seems they're really scraping the bottom of the barrel sometime. You know, Kim Og, another wolf in sheep's clothing. There are lots of them out there. All right, Jack, I got to go to Neil because we are a little over time. Neil, give me a quick 10 seconds to tell people about your site. Houston Democracy Project. You can Google it, Houston Democracy Project. It's at neilaquino.com. And uh, let's inspire, organize, and strengthen pro-democracy coalitions in Houston. We, we, we have the power to do so. Thank you so kind. Thank you. Thank you, uh, Howard Reynolds, Jack Van Bibber, and Neil Aquino for waking up this time of the morning to be a part Thank of our you. program. My name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics and Right. And you guys know how I end this baby. I am what? Out. We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.